0: Now for scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast on one Oh one ESPN.
1: Lot to get into this one. Wednesday edition scoops with Danny Mac and uh, Brian Walden of the Cardinal nation will be my guest. We're going to dive into what the roster may look like. What's happening down in Springfield. And uh, it looks like we will have baseball against the Chicago Cubs. That's coming up on Friday. So the text line is open, 65780. My name is Dan McLaughlin. Thanks to Randy Michelle filling in for me yesterday. I'm taking you up to Ribs and BK here on 101 ESPN. So it was kind of an impromptu Zoom last night with John Moselock, the president of baseball operations. And uh, thankfully, the negative test came back yesterday. About 8.30 last night, Mo calls the press conference to go over what's happening, the latest with the St. Louis Cardinals. Let's jump right into it, kind of dive into what may happen now. As rosters will go from 30 to 28, Cardinals then will host the Cubs on Friday. So
2: how does the team move forward now? The tests we did take this morning have been reported in, and uh, we all returned back negative. So... From Major League Baseball standpoint, we've been cleared to travel and cleared to go back onto the field. So what that looks like is we will fly out of here tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon will be a workout from around two to four. And then we will have another uh, workout probably late afternoon on Thursday. And then of course we play on Friday. So, you know, it's been incredible week it's not been easy for for everyone to uh sequester themselves in this hotel but you know we're looking forward to getting out of here and uh getting home
1: yeah health and safety number one not just for the players but the support staff nearly 60 members of the uh, the cardinals traveling party and uh good to get them back home with their families in their home and uh literally getting fresh air out of their rooms man oh man it's been incredible now to the baseball part of this how far the team's depth is stretched by these positive tests
2: i'm not overly concerned about about getting to a quality 28 i think once you get to that number clearly there there's there's going to be some gaps but you know i think every team sort of seeing that but not every team's dealing with the covid outbreak and and that's just something that we're going to have to manage through. And so if you read the release, we did mention that, you know, we're going to look to do some additional ads to our Springfield camp. So over the next couple of days, we'll look at, at seeing what's out there and, and hopefully we can uh, find some some positives down there as well. But you know, look, right now, my focus isn't so much on 28 as it is like just getting back and
1: Yeah. I mean, getting back and then think about the baseball part of it. I think for, and I understand this from the fans perspective, you're talking baseball. I think from the human side of it, though, you're talking about, let's just get people back home. Let's get people back home. Let's get them back to their families. Get, you know, get out of a hotel room for God's sakes. Let's get healthy. Let's get safe. Let's get people back to their families. Um, And I understand that, you know, from a family perspective, part of you that's most important from healthy um, let's let's do that you know I got friends there let's get them back home from a fan's point of view though the baseball part of it I get it you want to talk baseball I I totally understand that and um, let's see what they roll out on Friday I mean that's that's very important now Brad Miller uh, added I I could see him being a DH. You got DeYoung out. You got Sosa out. You know, Miller can play second base. He can play third. He can play short. Um, Four players need to be added. Max Schrock had a good camp in terms of summer camp. He can hit. Alex Reyes, Henesis Cabrera uh, Cabrera could be starters. They could be relievers. So that adds some pitching depth, and that's something that you're going to have to have. Mo has asked about the hardest part for the players who tested positive. What's that been like?
2: People that play baseball want to play baseball. People that coach baseball want to coach baseball. It's what they do for a living. You would be like me saying to Randy, you can't write or do radio for a while. And that might disappoint you. And and so, you know, that part's a bummer for everybody involved. But, you know, like in, in terms of, um, I think they are more, Saddened by just the way people are looking to accuse someone that actually has it. I think a lot of Reluctance for people going public is just how people are being viewed and I can certainly understand that and 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 I can I can't relate because I don't I don't have it but I I do get a sense that that Just even being up here in the hotel that people weren't happy. We were around so this was a difficult decision for, for many of these individuals whether to make this public or not.
1: On his darkest moment dealing with the team's infection, what was it for John Mosellock?
2: I think like my darkest moment was was really when you go back to like Saturday, Sunday, when it just the numbers just kept going the wrong direction. And you know you read the papers and you, you you look at trends and you you know you hear things about like flattening the curve and and where's that going and we were just going in the wrong direction now our little world was you know 57 people but it still was like tracking in a very frustrating manner where i thought like oh gosh you know like this could actually get everyone here
1: well it didn't thank goodness cardinals coming back again the workout today the workout tomorrow The Cubs will be in town on Friday. My assumption is Jack Flaherty goes on Friday. We'll see what uh, direction they want to go with the roster. We'll talk it over with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com, and that's coming up. Now, what about uh, the situation with the bubble? Now, a lot of people said, why not have a bubble for baseball And we've talked about that. I wonder, though, is baseball thinking about a bubble with postseason play? Jeff Passan was asked about that of ESPN. An October bubble? A playoff bubble? That seems to be a much more realistic thing for Major League Baseball to embrace. And the idea that uh, amid this second wave that it had been talking about, You know behind the scenes for for months mlb saying we gotta end september 27th we gotta end because the second wave is coming if you're that scared about the second wave put a bubble together do it in la do it in texas do it in phoenix do it in florida
3: do it anywhere do it in dyersville iowa where the fields of dreams game was supposed to be i don't care just get a bubble (laughs) together if you want the sanctity of october
1: to exist got me thinking If we get to, let's say, the four teams that are NLCS, American League Championship Series, World Series, you got to wonder, is baseball thinking about that? Potentially. Maybe. I don't know. Why not? you got to think about it. You know, if you want to keep it going and you're to that point and that's where the money is made, I would think maybe you're thinking about that. Having a postseason bubble with that. Now, you've got the expanded postseason of 16 teams. That's not going to happen with that. But in terms of once you shrink it, I would think maybe that's something they have to be thinking about. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, 573, what about Austin Dean as the designated hitter? Yeah, I think that's on the table. I would also think Brad Miller. The problem is Austin Dean hasn't appeared in a game. So how sharp is he right now? How sharp is Brad Miller? How sharp is any uh, any player going to be when they come back on Friday night? Even with what they may do during these workouts, all the BP, all the ground balls, all the side sessions, um, live batting practice, whatever you want to do, um, it's going to be tough. I mean, you can do all the live stuff you want, but until you start playing in live games against a team in another jersey, it's just not the same. It's not. It's not. And uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, Assuming the Cardinals play 60 games this season, is it a disappointment if we do not make the playoffs? With what's happened now, I'm not sure that you can say that. Um, When you're missing a future Hall of Famer, and you're missing your cleanup hitter, and let's be honest, the team wasn't hitting all that well in Minnesota, clearly did not hit well in the final game against Pittsburgh, and now you're missing two of your best players, and one of your best defenders. So let's say DeYoung was out and now Sosa can't play. Um, This is going to be tough. Carlos Martinez, one of your best pitchers. Tough. Cody Whitley was moving into a high leverage situation. He was turning out to be one of your best relievers. Not easy. Now, what you have to say, if you're Mike Schilt, and I'm sure he will say this, is that, look, we've been dealt a blow, but we're professionals and we move on. But then there's a reality side of it, and players win games. And when you don't have your best players, it's tough to win. And that's a reality. And his best players, some of them, I just mentioned four, are not in his lineup. And you don't know how long they are going to be missed. And when they come back, it's not just like, hey, okay, you're back in. Go get them. It's going to take time. So if they don't make the postseason, um, <laughs> You know, I'm not going to sit there and say that people should be fired. Give me a break. They got hit by COVID-19. It's been a scary situation. Uh, 573, Danny Mack, what would be your lineup? Well, you got Wong, you got Edmund, you got Goldie, you got Carp. you got O'Neill. you got Fowler. I would assume that uh, Weeters and Kisner are going to split some time. You got Bader. I mean, you got those guys. Scott, Lane Thomas, too. You got Lane Thomas. Uh, maybe it's time for Lane Thomas to play a little bit here. Who else am I missing?
3: No, you had everybody. And then, you know, obviously back up
1: Brad Miller. I'd see him. Miller's got a DH. Maybe Austin, time for Austin Dean to get a little time.
3: Yeah, why well, I'm so surprised we have not heard, like, anything
1: resolving around him for how great of a spring training 2.0 he had. Well, maybe it's a time, too, if you're the organization... With these guys missing, it's time to watch Andrew Kissner play every day. You know, he's your future. Um, that's kind of a chance to, to see him play. We have wondered about Tommy Edmond. Can he play short every day? Um, now's your time. Now's the time to watch him play short. Still evaluating, baby. That was this whole year, right?
3: A lot well, of evaluation. Now you got just some new adjustments to that well, evaluation.
1: It, you know, it, it's... If there ever was a time to watch guys play, and spring training is one thing, but these are where games do count. Um, if there ever was a time to do it, now really is a time to do it. Um, 309, doesn't every absence of players mean opportunity for others? Next man up, cards may surge now. Sure. And and that's what I mean. You know, So watch Tommy Edmund play short. Get a great evaluation. You got live games, man. Andrew Kisner, Andrew Kisner, by the way, has gotten better, in my opinion, defensively. I watched him in the, the games that we were doing on the stream and was, at least in the games I saw, and we'll see if it plays out in live games, but in the streaming games, man, he had, he had twice two caught stealings. One was Tyler O'Neill. The other was Wong. That's two of the fastest guys on the team. Was moving well behind the plate, and that has been the question mark for him. He can hit can he play defensively at a level that can make him an everyday player well and I would ask you
3: why would you think that Weeters and Kinsner should split time as a catcher like wouldn't you want to see Kinsner every day and if you want Weeters, you want his bat. because I think that's a it's a great point that you bring up and it's something that we should talk about but I feel like when we know or we think that Kinsner is the future shouldn't it be like no doubt like hey he's the guy that we're gonna put in for the next however many days Yachty's out
1: well that's what I'm trying to say is that young players get a chance to play and put them in their live situation. Let's see what they can do for an extended period. So Edmund and short Kisner behind the plate, maybe watch Lane Thomas play for an extended period of time. Tyler O'Neill has shown that he's played well initially. Um, that's what makes it fun. Um, you know, so Let's see. All right, let's dive into what the roster may look like. Let's go with uh, Brian Walton of TheCardinalNation.com. We'll do that next on 101 ESPN. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. It is a Wednesday and as always we visit with Brian Walton of the cardinalnation.com and there is so much to get to with roster moves and what may happen with the St. Louis Cardinals and obviously a lot has happened even though no games on the field in the last week or so with the St. Louis Cardinals but they're dealing with COVID-19 like the Marlins have and the Phillies and and much of baseball much of sports. Uh, Brian is always great to visit with you. It's uh, been an interesting week to say the least. How are you?
0: I'm doing fine Dan and uh, hopefully you are as well. Uh, You know it's Obviously been a time of great concern over the the health of a number of folks, not just players, but also members of the staff and the Cardinals organization. And so, you know, my hope is that everybody can get past this virus and get back to work as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, our best wishes to uh, everybody with the traveling party with the St. Louis Cardinals, and that includes our good friend, Brian Bartow, who's been with uh, the club for as long as we've been covering the club. So uh, everybody with the traveling party that was in Milwaukee and uh, that team that was with the traveling party, the players, uh, the support staff, now on their way back to St. Louis. Let let's talk a little bit about the roster. Let's let's jump right into it. Uh, we know some of the players that have agreed to have their names released that will be on the injured list for the COVID nineteen. Um, they 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 know that they they will not be part of at least of the the team that re- uh, represents the Cardinals on Friday night because they have contracted the virus. So. Um, how does this affect the roster? You're so good about understanding how this affects roster going up, down, options, those kind of things. So what are we looking at with the team on Friday and how subsequently it affects the roster from AAA, A, AA, the satellite squad, taxi squad, all those things. What are we looking at on Friday?
0: Before we get into names, Dan, let's start with the numbers. We know that the Cardinals had 30 players active on the road trip, which was the maximum they could have. Now seven of them are going on the are already or will go on the injured list. That takes them down to twenty three. the The roster as of tomorrow, Thursday, uh, the rosters across Major League Baseball have to be cut to twenty eight anyway. So if you compare the twenty three to twenty eight, the Cardinals have five players to add. Now we already knew Brad Mill, infielder Brad Miller was coming off the injured list, and that was already announced. Uh, yesterday on Tuesday. So that leaves four openings. And by the way, Miller returning is really important with both Paul DeYoung and Lindo Sosa uh, out with the coronavirus. And that leaves the Cardinals uh, somewhat weak at middle infield. So one of the four additions I expect will be infielder Max Schrock. Now, Max is not on the 40-man roster, but he was the one travel squad player, taxi squad player, who was with the group in Uh, Milwaukee and obviously he's still healthy and so I predict that Max Schrock will join Brad Miller as the two replacement infielders for DeYoung and Sosa the other three of the four uh, of, of the five openings look like they will be pitchers and Mo pretty much told us last night something we already suspected and that was that Alex Reyes and Genesis Cabrera who probably would have made the team out of camp had they been healthy and been able to pitch the whole time, but they weren't because they were late arrivals due to uh, you know undisclosed reasons. But those two have been pitching in Springfield, and so Reyes and Cabrera are expected to join the team. The last opening is unknown, but my guess, based on performance, uh, Johan Oviedo, six foot six Cuban, that really really impressed folks, uh, both in spring camp and in summer camp, would be on my list as being the last person to be added to the roster. And he, like Max Schrock, is not on the 40-man roster. So that would require two 40-man roster openings, which the Cardinals have because of the two pitchers that are out for the year, uh, John Brevia and Jordan Hicks. And so those guys, they could move off the 40-man roster. That created two spots that they could now use for uh, Oviedo and Max Schrock.
1: So you do think Oviedo would be one of the guys added, and then he would go into your bullpen or your rotation?
0: Uh, he would be in the bullpen. And, and, again, this is just my guess, Dan. I have no inside information on this. Uh, so, I mean, it could easily, they, you know, if they decide they want to go a, a more safer route, uh, they, could, they could look at left-hander Rob Kaminsky. Uh, they could, uh, you know, maybe right-hander Seth Elledge. But I think if the Cardinals are trying to get maximum performance, you know, Oviedo is the guy that, that I would tap.
1: Yeah, and the other question then would be, does Reyes go in your rotation or does he go in your bullpen too?
0: Yeah, and that a lot depends on, you know, what's been happening down at Springfield, how impressive he's been, how how many pitches he's up to. Uh, you know, on one hand, Reyes and Cabrera were behind the others. You know, they didn't get the benefit of all that play in in St. Louis last month. But on the positive side, the last week, they've stayed active and have been throwing and have, you know, been on some kind of a normal schedule. So, you know, when you look at the opening that you'll need in the rotation to replace Carlos Martinez, your first pick would say, well, I'd probably pick Gomber, right? He's the guy who's earned it. He's But Gomber hasn't thrown in a week. You look at Kim and you say, well, Kim was a great, you know, effective starter. Yeah, they just moved him to closing, but, you know, his routine is completely shot anyway. So, you know, why don't you take Kim and put him back in rotation? But again, the problem with Gomber and Kim and everybody else is they haven't been active for the last week. So, you know, there could be a temptation for a spot start, perhaps, to put Reyes or Cabrera in there uh, just because they're more... Current and they're more kind of up to speed physically than anybody
1: on the team. Yeah, it's a great point, Make is especially going into Friday night. We're going to have more talk about this today and tomorrow, but you, you touched upon it, Brian, is just the, the competitive nature of the team going forward. I, I think especially initially with what the team has gone through uh, the last week, guys essentially trapped in their hotel room, uh, the competitive nature of the team. Um, you know, now it's just about – just getting back and and being on the field, you know, how competitive this team will be. It's just a relief just to get out, be healthy, be back with their families, be back home. Just in general, man, just being competitive again. How competitive is the team going to be initially starting on Friday night against
0: the Cubs? Yeah, there's kind of two aspects to that as I see it, Dan. One is you know, just from a physical and a mental perspective. From a mental perspective, they're going to be like caged tigers. But the risk of that is that they push too hard. And, you know, we look, look across baseball at the rate of injuries that are occurring this year, and it's alarming. And, you know, it, a lot of it's prob- probably because, uh, you know, camps were short. And now the Cardinals have to, you know, this is almost like their third camp, but they've only got uh, a brief workout today and then a workout tomorrow on Thursday to get ready to play the first-place team, one of the hottest teams in baseball. And the temptation is going to be to, you know, of course, always to go all out. But we, whether the body and the mind are in sync is something we've got to see. The other part of my point is the competitiveness. We haven't talked about the fact that the Cardinals have lost two important starters in their everyday lineup in Yadier Molina. And we know what yadi means in terms of the pitching staff and the leadership on the team. And Paul DeYoung, who, yeah, maybe somebody else can play shortstop. He's your cleanup hitter for Pete's sake, and this is a team that has been struggling to score runs, and now you've taken out DeYoung out of the middle of that lineup, and there is nobody down in Springfield that's going to replace Paul DeYoung.
1: I find it amazing, Brian Walton, my guest, and thecardinalnation.com covers the Cardinals, does a great job every Wednesday with me. I find it amazing. If you would have said that Major League Baseball, uh, before the season, was going to have the issues with testing in early July at summer camp, and then... Oh, by the way, the Marlins are going to have 18 new players. The Cardinals are going to have to be quarantined for essentially a week in Milwaukee, and yet they're forging forward and playing baseball. I would have said you're out of your mind. Uh, But yet they're doing this, Brian. I I find it amazing they're doing it. Um, I applaud the players for what they're trying to do and sticking with this. I applaud the Marlins for going out there last night and doing what they're doing. I applaud the players uh, for doing what they're doing on Friday night and going against the Cubs. I would have thought you're nuts, but here we are. We're doing it. Um, Major League Baseball's not stopping, are they?
0: No, they're not. And I don't think this is the last outbreak that's going to happen, Dan. And, you know, it's, it's it's human nature to try to look for someone to blame when something bad happens. And, you know, Derek Jeter came out and basically said, hey, you know, my guys let their guard down and, uh, you know, you know, criticized his players. John Mozeliak, on the other hand, was very clear. He said, I have no concern about player behavior. And he shut off all the rumors about – You know, other things that that people are saying have happened. But the point is, even if people follow the letter of the law, the odds of just giving the virus in our society, a player's wife goes to the grocery store and buys, you know, gets groceries and gets contact and brings it home. I mean, there's just a million ways that something could happen. But baseball has done very good so far at maneuvering around the problems that have occurred with the Cardinals and the Marlins. But I just think, you know, odds are over the next month and a half or so, you know, we could see another outbreak or two. wouldn't surprise me.
1: So going back to what we see on the field, if you're Jack Flaherty, I would assume he gets that start on Friday night. Uh, he's thrown against a mattress, literally, uh, by going by his his pictures on, on Instagram and, and Twitter and whatnot. Um, you know, if you're Mike Schilt and now you've been cut to 28 uh, by tomorrow with the roster I don't know how deep you can go into games with pitchers. I mean, you almost have to go back to spring training with these guys, don't you?
0: Yeah, you really, I mean, you've got you certainly got to be careful and you know, Jack Flaherty better than I do even probably. And he's going to want to pitch a complete game and, you know, defeat those Cubs. And, you know, you've just got to help him, you know, be smart and to not overdo it and to save his bullets for the rest of the year. Cause the last thing you want to see is, you know, somebody get hurt, you know, in the first series back. So, The good news is, you know, everybody's rested. So, you know, hopefully, you know, Jack Flaherty will pitch uh, well and strong as long as they let him. But, you know, I think, you know, Jack Flaherty pitching seven, eight, nine innings out of the gate is, if anybody has that kind of expectations, I'm out of line.
1: Yeah, I think you got to be careful. In terms of what you're looking at with now, as you mentioned, you got an all star edge short that's out, you got Yachty that is out. So you're looking at Kisner and Weeders as your catchers. Um, I would assume, well, I, I I don't want to assume anything, so I'm not going to assume anything. in This crazy season, why would you assume anything? Um, but I'm going to say that that Edmund would go to short. Carpenter plays third. Uh, the Marlins, you know, you, you got to look at parallels between the two a little bit because they both had an outbreak on their team. So the Marlins had essentially 18 different guys. The Cardinals, um, they they if you have a punch to the gut like this, the 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 Cardinals have people. I mean, they've, they've got guys, you know, the Marlins went to the scrap heap a little bit and found some players. Now they did bring up some of their top prospects. The Cardinals are maybe going to have to do that. Uh, but look at how the Cardinals are doing this. They got Tommy Edmond, they got Matt Carpenter. I mean, they're, they've got guys that are established major leaguers. They've got Kisner, one of the best prospects at catching in baseball that they can put in there. So yeah, these are hits. I mean, that's a future Hall of Famer and Yachty. De Young's an All Star. That's a big hit. Um, and the other guys. I mean, Martinez, two time All Star. That's a hit. Uh, but yet, it looks like they can sustain this and stay competitive. Very competitive. Uh, it's a yeah, credit. I, I agree. You know, I agree, Dan. It, it's a credit to the organization, is what I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, but I think the difference between the Marlins and the Cardinals was the Marlins were hit much more extensively in terms of their roster. As we noted, the guys that are coming up, you know, maybe with the exception of Schrock and Oviedo, if those are the guys, I mean, all the other guys have major league experience. It's not like, you know, they're going to have grab guys off the scrap heap. So, yeah, the competitiveness will be down, but, I mean, Leaders is a two-time all-star himself, and if he starts, you know, you're not going to have a terrible, terrible drop-off if Brad Miller plays short or... Or if Edmund plays short, then the other one's potentially available to be designated hitter. You got Lane Thomas who's looking for at-bats. So, yeah, the Cardinals will definitely persevere. But, you know, my, again, my biggest worry is, you know, losing Molina's leadership and DeYoung's DeJong, RBI, uh, you know, strength out of the middle of that lineup. And they're gonna, some other guys are going need, to need to step up to compensate.
1: I, I got to wonder why, if I'm Major League Baseball, that I don't just stay with 30 men on the roster. I, I know they want to go to 28. I get it. There's a money aspect to this, too. But, boy, oh, boy, to your point, you said, hey, you don't you know, you know expect maybe another team that has to go through this. Then why not just stay at 30, especially for well, the Cardinals, you know?
0: Yeah, here, here's, here's my take on that, Dan. Yeah, first of all, I think the biggest issue is money because that's two more players and two more major league salaries and two more uh, you know sets of service time that get accrued. But if you look at the Cardinals, and I spent a lot of time, as you know, crawling through the ins and outs of the roster – because of the 40-man roster limitations, the Cardinals would have had a hard time getting up to 30 because there aren't any more guys on the roster. Now, you could expand the roster, but the problem with that is with, with COVID guys, but the problem with is when they're healthy and come back on, somebody else has to go off. So the Cardinals can't willy afford to willy-nilly add a bunch of prospects to the 40-man roster because that'll put them in a bind when everybody's healthy again. So yeah 30 would be nice but practically from the Cardinals perspective I wasn't sure how they were going to get there
1: I also look at it from this perspective you have guys that are getting a shot to play every day you're you know so if you're the Cardinals you want to see Tommy Edmund at short every day well now here's your shot you potentially if you do call up Oviedo here's your shot um that that the, the, the you know, you gotta look at it on the other side of the coin too. Um you, you wanna right, see some you side, know, if you wanna see some of these guys that you haven't seen before? Well, now you get that shot. Now it's not ideal, but this is your shot. I'm gonna try to take a positive look at it too. Yeah, and
0: the other yes, you're right, Dan. And the other side of the coin on the twenty eight versus thirty is The Cardinals are in good shape with minor league options. I think Ravello may be the only guy who doesn't have minor league options. So if they need to send Alex Reyes back down, if he, he, you know, pitches three innings and he's worn out and they need to send him down for 10 days, you know, they can do that. So, you know, there's still some roster flexibility. You know, I think if we go back way back in history when the Cardinals were actually playing baseball, you know, guys like Sosa, you know, and, and some of the back end guys, we weren't really seeing them play anyway. The Cardinals weren't using all 30 guys. So... Uh, yeah, 30 might be nice, 28, but I don't think it's going to be a huge difference maker for the rest of the year. Well, it
1: could be though, when you start getting into the double headers by the end of the year, that's something you have to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, that's a challenge. That's going to put stress on pitching. And again, you know, the Cardinals are in a good position there, but they're going to be at a competitive advantage against a bunch of other teams. that are having to play all those extra, you know, to play all those games in a more compressed time schedule. And I, I think still, logistics of the schedule as such, I don't think we should assume the Cardinals are gonna get all sixty games in. I think that there's gonna to have to be some compromises made, you know, uh, you know, they don't they don't play they don't play that you know some of these teams that often. So, you know, it'll just be interesting to see what they can do practically and while they're safety for the players as well.
1: Uh, in terms of the satellite camp in Springfield, I know there's been access that's limited for the media, especially with everything going on. What What are you hearing down there? If you're hearing, uh, hearing anything at all?
0: Well, it's been non-existent in terms of access. Unfortunately, the Cardinals have been busy with other things. But, you know, the media has not been able to get in and see what's going on down there. Uh, the report we did did hear was that both uh, Cabrera and Reyes were pitching well, which is uh, certainly one of the reasons they're coming up. Uh hitting coach Russ Steinhorn, he's actually minor league hitting coordinator. Russ Steinhorn is being called up to St. Louis uh to participate uh as one of the league coaches, uh perhaps because of one of the COVID backfills, although that's speculation. And then he's replaced by Joey Hawkins, who's a former player in the organization, and he's the assistant hitting coordinator. So he's gonna take over the hitting uh coach responsibilities with Tim Levesque on the pitching side and of course um um Kendo, who's leading the the camp down in Springfield?
1: And finally, what's happening at thecardinalnation.com? dot com?
0: Well, we've been I've been very busy trying to project and predict the rosters. And a couple of days ago, I I named the five, and so far we're on target. We'll see if uh, if that comes true. But you know, uh, John Moselyak has been meeting with the Daily via Zoom. Uh, uh, call. So I've been uh, keeping up to date on that and all the announcements and just, uh, you know, trying to get, build excitement and build uh, anticipation for hopefully the Cardinals getting back on the field on Friday night.
1: Awesome stuff, Brian. Thanks. We'll catch you up next Wednesday. Take care, Dan. That's Brian Walden of thecardinalnation.com. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in
0: podcast form on 101 ESPN.
1: Air Comfort Service text line. Danny Mack, love the show. Love your visit with Brian Walton. Listening to that, it seems like the 40-man should be expanded as well. Teams should be allowed to add players without having penalty. Um, I'm not sure on that. That could get complicated. But I do think that baseball should look at the 30-man. I just think, you know, it's a money thing because you got 30-man and that is money with guys being Paid major league salary, so Thursday night essentially tomorrow, basically you're going from 30 to 28. Then in two weeks you're going down to 26. when you have a situation like the Cardinals, or if you have the situation like the Marlins that have been hit with COVID, and going forward if another team gets hit like we have now, and then you're going to try to uh, basically bunch of double headers in potentially, which the Cardinals are going to have to do, and they they feel they're going to get these games in. Um and you're down to 26 now. Having said that, the the double headers are seven inning games. Where my concern comes in is with pitching. Especially again, seven inning games and you would like to think by the end of the season your starters are going deeper. So a starter could give you seven innings and you could finish a game out. But what if a starter is not sharp and gives you one inning in that first game? Now you're in trouble. Now you're in trouble. Now you're in your bullpen. Now can you add a guy so you have a 27-man roster? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, like you normally do with, um, let's say, in a typical season, you get to add a guy and add to that. Um, I like the idea of being able to expand. I like the idea of at least 28. I like the idea of 30. I would like to see that, um, knowing what the Cardinals are going to deal with this weekend, um, especially because the guys have been locked up in their hotel room Um <laughs> uh, I, I just think that that's something you have to look at. Uh, you know, guys are just not going to be sharp. Uh, I, if they if they are, then I'm wrong. But I I don't see them being sharp. I I just don't. Now they get they get to work out today. They get to work out tomorrow. You can have all the live BP. You can do a sim game. You can do all that stuff. But again, I think if you're Mike Schultz going into the game on Friday, really going into the series, I think you look at your. Bullpen guys, and you're sitting there saying, "We we have to get guys in innings somehow, some way." I'm specifically talking about my bullpen. Now there are guys that still have not taken in a bat in this season. For instance, Austin Dean. So he has not taken in a bat yet. Um, that's a problem. I mean, he hasn't seen live be you know live live action. Where I'm really concerned is with my bullpen. So. I got to find ways to get them live action. It's tough to stay sharp if you're not pitching. Specifically. Specifically. So, you know, let's say Flaherty gives you four innings. I'm looking at it the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth. I'm trying to figure out not only to win the game, but also trying to figure out um, how to get, uh, get, get innings for guys to get them sharp. That's a problem. Now, the way that this thing works out for the Cardinals is, is that with Detroit missing those four games you can probably double header those things get those in with the games of Milwaukee you're inside your division you got ten games there you're gonna be able to double header those up and get those in they're gonna get these games in there's a way to figure out to get the 60 games in and if you're looking at it from the the point of view of just strictly baseball and how do the Cardinals stay competitive and and win this division um, here's how you do it you beat up on the bad teams. Pittsburgh, you can win you can win 6 out of ten, seven out of 10. You've already taken 2 or 3. You've got a bad Kansas City team. You got 6 games with them, win 4 out of 6. You got a bad Detroit team. Beat up on them. All of a sudden, I think it's 22 t- uh, 22 games against them, win 15 of those games, go 500 against the rest of the teams. You're at 30, 31 wins roughly. 16 teams make postseason play. But yeah, that's how you do it I'm being told that uh, roster's is going to stay at 28 the rest of the year so if that's the case then is that right Scotty I believe so alright so if you're 28 I'm okay with that I'd like to see 30 BK I know he's always on these things he'll probably correct me on the crossover that's coming up next I'm glad the texters keep me on my toes I was out of the loop yesterday I did not see this but the rosters will stay at 28 I'm told tomorrow so that's on me made a mistake thank you for correcting me so 28 tomorrow i did have a little bit of a uh let's just say some issues yesterday so that's why i wasn't in yesterday i was off social media i was off the internets i did not see it so 28 it'll go to which still i'm not sure i necessarily agree with i think they should be at 30 but hey neither here or there but uh, so we'll not go to 26 it'll stay at 28 for the season so the textures keep me on my toes All right, BK, good to have you back in. It's good to be back. I missed it. I Um, missed it immensely. You're healthy. It's good. Awesome. Uh, Let's do this. What do we have coming up on the show? I I assume I'm with you guys today. You are yeah. coming
3: up at one o'clock. We've got Kyle Glazer as well of Baseball America coming up at 1130. want to ask him about Dylan Carlson, Andrew Kisner. What could we expect from them if they are expected to be in bigger roles moving forward? So we'll talk about all of that coming up. And Alex Ferrario has a take about how all of this through the silver lining, of course, could be good for the Cardinals in the long term. So I want to hear from him as well. Come
1: you know, up. I think you're going to get a chance to look at some of the young guys. Um, I guess we'll talk about it at one. But I, the Carlson thing, the, the outfielders aren't affected.
3: Potentially. But let's say that you have Matt Carpenter at third base now instead of DH, right? What do you do with the DH moving forward? Miller. Do you
1: try... Is that, is that the way they go? Well, Miller would have gotten some shots at DH anyway. I, I would think that he's the guy. I would rather see Tyler O'Neill there and Carlson and left. Okay. I don't think
3: that's what they're going to do, but that that was, that's what I would prefer.
1: You could go that way. That's certainly one of the ways you could go. Yeah. yeah it, it's be fascinating to see what they do. All right, looking forward to it. Uh, great job on the crossover, Ribs. Uh, some of your best work yet. Ribs and BK, they're coming up next on 101 ESPN. You have been listening to the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Scoops with Danny Mac on 101 ESPN.